This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. And I say, hey, what a wonderful kind of day. If you could learn to work and play, and get along with each other. Welcome everybody to Wednesday War Games episode 16. Joining me as always is my wonderful co-host Liam, who's very pent up and hyper today. Liam, how are you doing? Wait, what? Why did you set these expectations for me? I will never be able to deliver. This episode is way worse than last week's. Just close it all up, it's fun. It's because you you were so fidgety just trying to start the podcast that I'm going to publicly bury you uh, the second I hit record, as is my way. I am offended, I am scolded, and I will not learn from my actions. That's, I guess, all I can expect. How are you doing? Yeah. Cool. How are you doing? <laughs> also a little air. <laughs> Shall we go through what's making our days? Uh? Well, to I just Tim woke Allen. up and uh? then watched NXT, and now I'm here. So really, <laughs> put two and two together. <laughs> wow. That's significantly more interesting than my day well you've been awake longer and watched both wrestling shows in this day so really what can you do i know the the odds have been turned against me so abruptly i have a sip of water thank you really you're not screwing off caps anymore i'm i'm not gonna leave in the asmr of you slurping water (laughs) you have to now it's part of the bit no, people for, for appreciate authenticity. For everybody listening, Liam slurped water very obnoxiously, and I'm going to take it out. So you're not going to hear it, but unless uh, your recording is so, stop it. Seriously, <laughs> you had to know if you were to tell me I wasn't going to be able to do it, I was going to do it. <laughs> This is what I get for burying you at the start of the podcast. Every week, we talk about AEW and NXT. Last week, All Elite Wrestling was the superior television show. So this week, we're talking about All Elite Wrestling, Liam, which took place on a boat. A booze cruise. Uh, based on the crowd, I'd imagine it was quite the booze cruise. <laughs> a booze cruise. The crowd that started fights with uh, oncoming boats. <laughs> uh, see, I had stopped watching at that point because I had to go do stuff. And then you just said boat wars, and I was for a brief moment I was like, "Did Mox have a rival boat?" That would have been much more interesting. Where was Mel on the boat? There was no Mel at all on this show. So, really, my just... favorite working theory is that she was captaining the boat. Oh yeah, of course. While they were docked, but that's neither here nor there. Mm. I did like on Fight TV during some of the breaks. They cut to like overhead shots of the boat at sea. It's just to sell the illusion. No, and then I messaged you my great pun about it. What was your great pun about it again? I, I said, died. I, it was along the lines of, why are they out at sea in this footage? Shouldn't they know that they are docked? Then I was like, oh, they must have doctored the footage. Oh, yeah, that was a good one, Liam. That's a world-class pun. Top, uh, top pun. 10 out of 10 time. pun. Very punny. So you're kind of devaluing it by That's doing all perhaps- this? the best pun in the history of our podcast in the 16 episode history of our podcast don't applaud yourself come on oh self really high like five assaulting the ears of our poor listeners in a variety of ways don't you i'm here to provide realness and i'm sorry if some people just can't handle it 
I can't. That's true. We opened AEW Dynamite on the boat with Kenny Omega and Hangman Page defeating SCU for the AEW World Tag Team titles, the first title change in the history of all elite wrestling. Liam, how do you feel about the title change first before we talk about the match? I was really excited for the title change as this is the story I actually like. Uh, did you actually have the title change spoiled on you because the show was obviously taped the day before? I did not have the title change spoiled. I stayed away from all spoilers. Well, in fairness, a lot of people tried that. But then All Elite Wrestling's own social media tweeted about the title change. That's a pretty dick move. Yeah. Some would say that they're inept. I think there's many words you could say about their social media and their love of Ray Phoenix and other <laughs> And many words of which you could say about them that they won't understand. Uh, like, so, like, you'll have type. When you're typing, like, that many tweets and posts and stuff, like, they're going through that much copy. You'll have typos. It'll happen. But, like, there's, there's an Then you leave rate. it up for seven hours. <laughs> yes, you leave it unseen for, I think it was longer than seven hours. It was seven hours after the premiere, but the premiere was up for a good, like, five or six hours before that. So, really, so it was say, a good 12 it was, hours. It was seven when I last checked it. <laughs> So yeah, there was good, a good like at least twelve hours of that Ray Phoenix typo sitting there on YouTube, and everyone noticing except apparently anybody that works for All Elite Wrestling. Anyone with the login? Yeah, the Kenny logins. Um, like, why wasn't Cody just at home? Got his little notification or oh, new upload, and going, oh wow, Ray Phoenix, I gotta change that. Goes online, awwrestling at gmail dot com, types in the password American <laughs> Nightmare three, and then just go and change the name. There you go. If you want to log into AEW's YouTube, Liam just gave you... What if that actually is? <laughs> I... Listen, if it is, I never knew. I winked. No one will know that I that I winked, but I, I winked. So yes, Hangman Page and uh, Kenny Omega are the World Tag Team Champions now. SCU's reign has come to an end. As I'd imagine, we'll talk again, get more to the match in a second. This will lead to uh, Omega and Page against the Bucks at Revolution. I sure hope so. Which, yeah, that's a match I'm looking forward to. I hope, like, I hope they don't, like, there's so many people, like, looking at their storytelling, it's like, oh, the pack thing is still hovering over Kenny, and they could break them up before Revolution and do Page and Omega a Revolution. But no, Whoa. do the Bucks against Omega and Page at Revolution. That's like, I was going to say, it's either your Revolution match or just a filler title main event. I don't want it to be a filler title main event. Yeah. Well, they already said that the Omega pack thing was going to happen in the meantime. Well, that, that's uh, more to advance the story of Paige, where Paige is mm. like looking at him and being like, hey, we're champions. Stop this focusing Paige on single story stuff. Rules. I really like it. It really does, because like the post-match here, where the Bucks came out to celebrate with Kenny, and then Paige just went surfing away, drinking beer in the crowd. <laughs> well, it's not even that. At first, he thought like they were going to come in and attack him. Mm. Like, he was exactly. like, oh. And then like, oh, but... Uh. And then like, there's always the argument there, is like the Bucks were taking away their moment too. So like, I just think, I like this layered storytelling. And the fact that Kenny is, Kenny has no problem with any of it because he's friends with the Bucks. It's like oh, they're my friends; they're celebrating with me. And Paige is like, "These are these these elite people won't leave me alone." It's not even that. It's like they won't leave me alone, and they won't let me have my moment ever. It's always going to involve them. Yeah, Bucks stealing their moment. Yeah, like this kind of reminds me of all of the Omega Cody stuff from like a year ago. Yeah. And like how much I really, I dug into that feud because I really liked all these kind of layers and layers and layers that they would do. And apparently like this isn't even like really an Omega or a Bucks or a Cody storyline because all we've heard about it is this is like TK's focus. Mm. 
So if this is TK's focus, like I, this kind of storytelling, I hope he becomes the creative force, like is reported, because I like this a lot more than I like Mel. I saw a tweet during the week. Someone was like, "Oh, we all started AEW hoping the billionaire doesn't get in the way of the vision of the young bucks, but now we want the billionaire to save us from the vision of the young bucks." <laughs> Listen, I don't think the the tag division stuff was the worst stuff on the show. It's only the second worst stuff on the show. There you go. You, yeah, all right. <laughs> okay, now it's much better. <laughs> yeah, but it's like four things on the show in total. So, I'm, mm. This actually also reminded me how much I'm kind of sick of these half feuds where like they're feuding with one thing and then they're feuding with another person at the same time. It just comes a bit clunky. It, yeah, it becomes diluted. Though in this instance, they've used it to advance a story, so I'm fine with it. Yeah, in that case, I'm okay because they're bringing it in. But it just reminded me of like the overall problem that I have with it, I suppose. Yeah, we're, we're, we're like Kenny is feuding with Pac and also doing this thing. But at the very least, they're they're bringing that feud with Pac into this. And Paige is like, "Why are you still having an issue with Pac? We're tag champions." Are you excited about the Omega Page team? I think they're a really good team. I think they're probably like the best team in the history of the also, show so far. I also think they're a really, really good team. You know, like someone gave some shit towards this about saying, oh, two singles guys winning the tag belts, which is like a very main roster WWE thing to do. But like, it doesn't feel like that's the same thing to me at all because they actually used that as the story. It wasn't just one night they team up and they win the tag titles like they were Rollins and Murphy. Yeah, which is kind of bad. <laughs> like, it's it's bad in that case because there's no build to it. At least this is two guys who were singles wrestlers who were having who were struggling in the singles division and they teamed up and it started to work out for them. Yeah, and the, as you said, they, they've won two, what, what, three tag team matches before they got the number one contenders. It's not like, yeah, they're, they they start form a team at the start of the show and they're tag team champions by the end of the show. That would be stupid. Or, like on Raw, they form a stable at the end of one show and then they team over the team in the stable to win the belts on their first time teaming because the other team had a problem with them at the start for the first time. Huh? Well, in fairness, that kind of happened. Well, no, Paige has left the Elite, so he's not He's not, He's not. not winning the, the belts over the team in the stable, so there, it's fine. Also, that's the story. Like, if, if on Raw, AOP were like, hey, these guys are the champs, then then okay, but... Yeah. I did like Paige's line. It's like, who'd have thought we would have won the tag titles before you guys? That was mm-hmm. such a good dig. And then, like, Kenny kind of, like, screws it in too without even knowing it. He's like, oh, that is funny. Yeah. <laughs> also, yeah, if, you're, if, you're, if you had Kenny Omega's first belt in AEW as the tag belts in your, your pool, well done. <laughs> I like, even he was like, I didn't expect I was going to be here. Yeah. Do they have a name? Uh, they shouldn't. I'm going to call them... Red Dead Redemption 2. Because <laughs> one of them shoots and one of them rides on cowboys. <laughs> I meant to say horses. <laughs> then I went to cows and then I was like, he's a cowboy. Just <laughs> gonna leave that sit for a while. <laughs> <laughs> you, you see the confusion in my voice and like that wasn't what I was gonna say. And I was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> you really went places. <laughs> Listen. I don't care. They can do what they damn well please. 
really good opening match as well. I thought I thought I really liked how they worked it. That like Kenny and Paige aren't really a team. There's some stuff they do as a team, but for the most part, they're two. I'll just 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 power through it. <laughs> they're just two singles wrestlers who are very good singles wrestlers who happen to tag in and out mm-hmm. as Liam is slowly having a breakdown about cowboys. Just the cowboy baby. And I, I also I really like the finish as well, where Kenny is taken out, and that Hangman basically won the belts by himself. Mm. He did it by himself. He beat them both up like he said he would. He did. He did his cowboy shit, and he won. And a page ain't no liar. He's not a liar. He's, and, and yeah, they, they've done a really good job rehabbing Hangman Page. Yeah. Now I'm into him, and now I'm into him on a main event level too. Because after like the the Kip Sabian match, it's like, oh no, he's doomed, and he lost to Jericho, and then it's like, oh no, he's doomed. He's never going to recover. But now, yeah, he's back. Adam Page, good job, guys. He's one Do of the you... success stories of the television show. Do you think they had bigger plans for Kip Sabian? Net seeing that match in retrospect, I, I think like when they had Kip Sabian and Sammy Guevara open double or nothing in their minds, they were like, Sammy's going to be a big deal, and Kip Sabian's going to be a big deal. Sammy turned out to be, relatively speaking, a big deal, and Kip Sabian had that really terrible, awful match that nearly single-handedly tanked Hangman Page's career, and he has been demoted to a terrible feud with Joey Janela. How dare you! Like, that's it. That's it. I have nothing. I have no actual defense towards it. I just wanted to call you out on it. Yeah. Big, great opening match. Great storytelling. Title change. What more could you want from the start of a wrestling show? Will Adam and Omega get on the same page? Get out. It's not as good as doctoring. Speaking of doctoring, Dr. Britt Baker defeated Priscilla Kelly. Good work. Thank you. Do you have anything to say about this wrestling match other than it was it was okay? I think Priscilla Kelly looks cool. Yeah. She doesn't really wrestle like she should, though. How do you think she should wrestle? I think she should be, like, kind of meaner, kind of, like, sneakier, I guess. She does a cravat, which I thought was appropriate. <laughs> the rest of it, I was just like, this is just moves. I guess she's wrestling Brooke Baker, who is the heel in this match, so... Yeah, well, is she... Well, based on the post-match promo, Liam, I think we're meant to believe she's not a very nice person. Do you know she's a dentist? There is truly no way of knowing that. That's nuts. A wrestling yes. dentist. Who would have thunk it in this day and age? Tony came to the ring and was like, hey, Britt, how you doing? Good job. And then she's like, Tony, you worked at Starbucks. Oh, That's bad. Shit. Oh, shit. I wish Mel was here. Mel would be better than Brit. Mel should do this promo, except she should say nothing. Mel should only say... She should be Falaba. She should, she should only say Mel. 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 <laughs> Mel. <laughs> like a Bulbasaur. Yeah. Mel, Mel, Mel. <laughs> Mel, Mel. <laughs> oh, no, we can't do this again. We can't repeat no, just a bit no. of us laughing at the word Mel. We've been professional. Yeah, anyway, she's a dentist, and Tony got fucking owned. Sure, he sure did. Poor Tony. He's just there to have a nice time in a boat in the Bahamas, and then she's like, you were a barista. <laughs> and then Tony's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then they abruptly cut the break. Do you think that was like the whole plan? It was like, cut that off mid-thing? It seemed very weird. Yeah, I'd like to think that the, the story idea there is J.R. is so upset at seeing his friend Tony being insulted that he, he he demanded they go to break. Defend all Tonys. 
building to a match between Britt Baker and Jim Ross. Oh, that'd be sick. <laughs> I'm into that. The inner circle faced the Jurassic Express, beat them in a really fun six-man tag team match. Like uh, People give out about Marco's stunt, but Marco's stunt is great. Come Marco on. was really good in this match. Like, Marco, as the third man in the Jurassic Express, is, like, the perfect level for... If he was, like, pushed any higher than this, it would be terrible. But he's not. He's the goofy child of a dinosaur and a jungle man, or jungle boy, and, and or that's Jack all Perry, he is. Or the jungle boy. Or Jungle Jack Perry, or Jungle Jack. Any of the names Jim Ross gives him on any given day. Or but Perry yeah, boy. People that give out about Marco's stunt, you're wrong. Leave yeah. the poor, but leave the poor man alone. He's he's doing a good job, and also a hell of a singer. Apparently, apparently he's getting his own show at the freaking Jericho cruise. He's a pretty good singer. Uh, yeah, the Jericho one. They had a big exchange at the end where, where Marco Stunt got a bunch of near falls and Chris Jericho a bunch of flash pins. One of which that the fall. crowd definitely thought was a three. <laughs> Which is understandable, because if you look at the way Aubrey Edwards went down, usually referees count the one on going down. Mm. So, you know, they go down one, two, and then kick out. Or she went down, and then it was one, two, and kick out. So they, 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 they mixed up the, the her, her going to count as the one count and thought it was a three That count. happens to me way too often. <laughs> well, it depends on the referee, you see, because some referees do count one as they mm. drop, and others don't. I think it's because I hear them hit the mat, and I, and I think, oh, one. Yeah. Mm. Which is fairly understandable. Um, the best part of this match, of course, was the crowd singing Judas. Oh yes, it's made it the best episode of all Elite Wrestling. This should become the 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 trend. It should be the way all all Elite Wrestling crowds act. That they should all sing. Fair enough. Maybe not. And maybe this only this very specific subsection of the all Elite Wrestling universe and the Chris Jericho universe in particular knows all the lyrics to Judas. But uh, it should they actually should put the lyrics to Judas on every chair before the show. I was gonna say they knew most of the words to Judas. Yeah, well, you, you just need to know that Judas in my mind bit, really. That's you? the bit that they, like, bailed on, though. They bailed on the chorus. <laughs> they, yeah. they did the lead-up perfectly, but then they bailed on the chorus. Listen, I'm, I, I applaud the effort. I hope it becomes a thing so that another crowd can do it better. It's a little build. Yes. At Revolution, I expect the entire arena to be singing Judas. Sean Moxley included. And then they, then they all have to sing John Moxley's theme. They'll just go... <laughs> Uh, yeah, good six-man tag. I like this. And uh, Luchasaurus, who looked uh, like a tad slow. A tad, he looked like he came back from injury about two or three weeks too early before Christmas. Now looks to be back in full Luchasaurus fitness. Mm-hmm. And also Santana yeah. Ortiz. They're good as the, the um, Jericho's boys who out, go out there and actually work the match for Mm-hmm. And uh, Excalibur got in a, a sly LAX reference, which is I feel seen. Yes, and uh, Diamante had the LAX logo straight up on her gear. <laughs> Well, that too. <laughs> so, ooh, what could it mean? During the, the Britt Baker-Tony interview, they cut to somebody on the crowd who who just had the name Tony Schiavone tattooed on their arm. <laughs> right, really? <laughs> yes, and I'm like, I hope that's not a real tattoo. <laughs> Was it you? Oh, well, it is. He <laughs> <laughs> looked down. Yes, I did. <laughs> I'm kind of, I'm okay, this is going to be bold as we mm. move on to the next segment um yes. i'm not into mjf versus cody i'm not into mjf not in, but i'm not even really into cody's parts of it either i don't know this this feels kind of gone cold for me yeah mjf is uh, and i think it's just down to mjf's basic 
He's mm. baby's first heel. He comes mm. out and he gives out about the crowd and he does the same promo every week and he works the same Miz match every week. And it's like, it's fine. And it would be fine if he was in the mid-card, but he's like the second most important program on the show at the moment, maybe third after the tag title thing. Uh, but still one of the most important programs in the show and he's he's not carrying his weight. And I think he's generally pretty good, but pretty good is not third third biggest program in the show against the, the, the one and true ace of the television program. I'm over MJF. MJF, get your shit together. Start being more interesting. Evolve. A poor man's EC3. Which so just that's the whole bucket of worms. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's a poor man's. Well, he's 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 Miz. He's just Miz. He's a, a slightly more athletic Miz. Slightly more athletic, but maybe not as good of a wrestler. <laughs> maybe not as good a promo either. Yeah. Put it. Put, I need to see MJF like with the passion. I yeah. need him to. I need him to cut the same kind of passionate promo that Cody can cut. I think we like, get like it, we get little niblets of it, but we never get like the full thing. I do think that's yeah. I, th- I do think that's the problem. I don't feel like MJF hates Cody. I like no. that's just. I feel like Cody hates MJF because he cost him his title match. But I don't feel it the other way because most partially because it's never been explained. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Like maybe it's because they never gave us a true reason. Like they never said why MJF turned on him. They there's like Cody's greedy. He's he's not looking out for me. It's like how do you need the what you need the next part of that sentence for that Please to work? Please provide us with an explanation. Yes, how like, is he please, mean to you? How, yeah, how did he fuck you over by bringing you into the company? And making you part of his group, and even though people hated you, gave you opportunities, how did he screw? How is he greedy and selfish? Which, which made people like you? <laughs> I guess like that's meant to be perhaps the idea that he's like just this ungrateful runt who never would have been happy regardless, but then make that apparent. <laughs> yeah, and, and I don't think that's a particularly interesting character beat either. Hmm. Yeah, and this match with Joy Janela, blah. <laughs> I, was say, I also think I take a bit of a a stand back on characters when I'm told by the announcers, oh, and don't forget, he's wealthy. And it's like, that's such a lazy addition to any character. Yeah. Just going to add, oh, he has wealth. <laughs> it's like, all right, cool. You're supposed to hate him because like, there's no real sign of his wealth other yeah, than the ring, ring which he won, he won at a wrestling match. Yeah, he didn't pay for that ring. I guess he pays for Wardlow and the Butcher and the Blade. But he said that only cost him a couple grand. <laughs> Anybody can afford them. <laughs> yeah, I, I got a Wardlow right here. <laughs> uh, yeah, they had a, he had a boring match with George and Ella. Who cares? I mean, how much would a Wardlow cost anyway? I don't know. Just go to a gym and find a pretty generic looking Jack dude. Just stand there and probably not wrestle. Yeah, give him 50 bucks. And Cody will... Hit a moonsault off a cage on too. That's gonna be sick though. Yeah, yeah. Cody's definitely moonsaulting off that cage. It's gonna be great. I forgot the, the whole match happened here. Huh? It sure did. Joey Janela sure did. He beat Phoenix, didn't he? I didn't watch the match. Yeah, he beat Phoenix. That's weird. And Did you know, push somebody? They're, they're falling into NXT territory. That's literally what I was gonna say. It was when I was watching this and I saw MJF defeat Janela. Like even not even before he won. While I was watching the match because I knew he was gonna win, I was like. Mm, this is some real NXT win one week, lose the next week kind of shit. And they didn't even like air the Phoenix match. They put it on YouTube and not even on Dark. They just put it on YouTube. It's like, you could. what I would have done is have Phoenix win and then just have Janela lose twice because Janela can lose. <laughs> yeah. You, you basically, you, you made Phoenix look bad for no reason in this instance. Mm. 
And Phoenix is generally a guy who's been relatively... He beat Nick Jackson. It's kind of like, Phoenix is someone who's like, if there were to be a more immediate main event rise, you'd assume it'd be Phoenix over Janela at this point. Yes. <laughs> Certainly. And Janela's kind of been a flop in this company as well. I just think... I don't know. They just haven't made him interesting. Maybe there's maybe it's hard to capitalize on what made him cool. Yeah, I think Joey Janela works in a very very narrow way. Like as Joey Janela in GCW, as Booker. as Booker, where he can do his own cool little videos. I think when he and he he doesn't have to be sincere. He doesn't have to be serious. He doesn't have to be like taken seriously as a competitor in a wrestling show i think he can work in his very narrow specific environment where he can do his own thing and here where anytime he speaks i'm like i don't believe a word you're saying i don't believe you care about any of this i don't believe you i don't believe him as who he's trying to be on all elite wrestling and he's just having boring matches the only time he's looked good when he's just just had random matches with kenny omega and like kenny omega could make me look good so that doesn't even count mm-hmm <laughs> just, just that's it Post-match, Cody comes out after MJF's like, oh, you suck, Cody. And Cody comes out and then MJF's like, you can't touch me. Uh, and then the Young Bucks super kick him and throw him in a pool. So it's a good wrestling show because someone was thrown in the pool. Not over the overboard, but I guess they're at they're at uh, docks, so they can't be thrown overboard. They could have done it. Though. That'd be the best place to do it. Controlled environment. <laughs> yeah, throw over the back of the boat, yeah. And yeah. you could have life, or life rafts out there and all that. And save throw them. Janela off and just have some like people out there tied to the boat partying. Like, yeah. And then like Janela takes a big jump. Takes a big jump. It's a big old jump. MGF took a good bump into the pool. Hell yeah. We then had our, our backstage segment with Kenny, Paige, and the Bucks. The Bucks are not pleased. Nope. They are not pleased. They were besmirched by the weakest member of the elite. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. Michael Nakazawa. <laughs> Is he in the elite? I don't know. He's on being the elite every week. I think he's in the... <laughs> <laughs> the Omega family. Uh, the, which is the, him the, and Rio and Sheeta. Well, Brandy has the Nightmare Collective, which is around the Nightmare family. So the Elite Collective features Michael Nakazawa. Now, because I don't even want to like associate him that much with the Elite. I think it's more like the Cleaner Collective. Kenny's friends. I like yeah, the way they all Kenny's have their pals. own subset. They all have their own little subsect. Yeah, everyone should just have. They all have their own little spooky group. See, and Marty would have had. He would have had the Dark Order. There you go. Every elite member must have a mini stable. Yeah, it's, it just spins off into so many. Different the Bucks other groups. have um, Brandon Cutler. They're a good pal. And, Cody obviously has the Nightmare Family. And QT Marshall, who I assume is in the family, I guess. So yeah, every elite member has their own little group, except Hangman, and that's why he left. There you go. We've we've solved the story. Boom. Next week, Jericho and LAX will face Darby Allen Private Party, Young Bucks will face The Butcher and the Blade, and Cody against Kip Sabian. I was really hoping for a Darby Allen Private Party segment <laughs> backstage <laughs> on this show where, like, Darby is, like, this goth dude in the private party that's like, uh... That's, that's an interesting dynamic. Yeah, that's why I wanted it on the boat. But we're going to get it in Ohio. Everyone loves Ohio. It is four killers. Four Ohio by Ohio versus everything John Moxley defeated Pac in our main event to become number one contender for the AEW Championship and he will face Chris Jericho at Revolution on Leap Day February 29th Liam what do you think of this main event? Yeah. it was really an main event wasn't it? I wasn't really like it didn't really captivate me that much I liked I feel like... the small touches like I liked at the end when Pac was Kawada kicking him in the eye 
hmm. that was about it. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, and it wasn't the only main event that had this kind of feeling for me. <laughs> but that, yeah. yeah, like just kind of, it was honestly maybe the least interested I was in to something on this show. Except maybe the Britt Baker match, yeah. Even the Britt Baker match, I was seeing something like new, so I was like, oh, well, this is just kind of meh. Yeah, I feel like they worked like two matches at once, where they like did the eye match, where Pac was like relentlessly going after the eye, but they also then just did their 50-50 match, mm. and those two things never really came together. So like, if you had like a full match where Pac relentlessly goes after John Moxley's injured eye and Moxley is fighting for his life, that's a really interesting match. Or if you just have these two go out and do a cool 50-50 match, that's probably going to be better than this match turned out to be. But they kind of split the difference and uh, just kind of had a match. And they had a crowd brawling segment. I hate, I hate, I hate crowd brawling segments for the sake of crowd brawling segments. But they were on a boat. But it's fine, but do something when you go out there. I hate I, when they just brawl into the crowd and then brawl right back out of the crowd. When I saw like the AEW logo that was over what I assumed to be like an elevated spa, I was like, they're doing something. They're doing something with that. <laughs> and then I was so disappointed when they just walked away. Yeah, there's just nothing. I didn't they're even just... really like the finish to this either. Well, yeah, he just hit his DGT and then he hit his pendulum shift and then he won. And it's like, okay, you couldn't have had, like, some big mocks come back, beat the fuck out of Bark and win, like, eh, kind of, I don't know. This wasn't a very interesting match. No. Uh, I don't, and uh, as, as as stated at the start of the show, the crowd mostly spent the match getting into a fight with a boat another boat, which may, maybe that didn't help, that the crowd were too busy shouting F that boat at another boat for most of this match. They were also probably like real drunk at this point <laughs> yes they were probably tremendously drunk it's like half of this like match was just bleeped <laughs> because of the crowd chanting uncouth chants you're not like you're not even exaggerating it was literally about half this match <laughs> yeah and i was like i was trying to work out what they were saying i was like what <laughs> they were saying f that boat at the there's a boat docking behind them and there's you... people on the deck of that boat watching <laughs> AEW. Oh, wow, they got a free show, those bastards. Yeah, so the crowd started fighting with their boat and shouted, chanting, our boat's better, even though they got, the, they got the wrestling match for free. They didn't pay for the wrestling match, so mm. really, whose boat is better? The thing that annoyed me about this production was they also muted the commentators, though. <laughs> yes, I would, I would assume, I would, I would heavily assume that there's a separate commentary track for audio, for a separate audio track for commentary. Well, you'd imagine so. That's how most things work. <laughs> yes, that's generally best practice in the industry that the crowd track and the audio commentary track are, are separate audio tracks and you manipulate them respectively. And yeah, they muted both. Why did you mute both? <laughs> it was very disorientating. And yeah, even the mixing on the show wasn't like, because the show was done in post and the crowd were brought down a level in general, which I, I never, ever like. Mm, they're like these they're too rowdy it probably didn't help that like the crowd was so close to the ring so you could just pick up any asshole trying to say something funny mm. yeah always mix the crowd louder than the commentators when you have the choice of loud crowd loud commentators pick loud crowd you fools mm. all right i'm gonna give you a little little alternative right here bang bang ready for this okay boat or no boat do you think the boat enhanced this episode or subtracted from this episode? I I think it's... I don't think it's much different. I don't think it made for, like, a particularly unique visual. 
I thought mm. it looked kind of most of the show just looked like a weird indie venue rather than <laughs> a boat. It reminded me of Ring of Honor. <laughs> yeah, it looked kind of like 2006 Ring of Honor or something instead of like a cool, interesting, weird looking venue. It's pretty cool, I guess. Yeah, but if it doesn't add anything being on the boat, then what's the point of the boat? Yeah, that's true. I'm I'm indifferent on the boat, so I'm 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 neither positive nor negative on the boat. It's basically the same thing. Yeah, you know, I'm going to go one step further. Go on. I'm going to take the bash of the beach set over the boat. Sand over boats. Yeah. Though I will say there was occasional blowhorns that just <laughs> overwhelmed <laughs> literally everything. This is a weird episode, man. Uh, it was a pretty good episode of TV, though. Yeah, I thought it was fun. It broke the good, bad, good, bad streak. It was good TV. I don't think it was great wrestling, but it was good TV. Except for the opener, which ruled. <laughs> yes, which brings us to WNXT, which opened with the Grizzled Young Vets against the Undisputed Era in the semi-final match in the Dusty Classic, won by the Grizzled Young Vets in... I, I don't know, this match didn't really get off the ground for me. The Grizzled Young Veterans exist... And the Undisputed Era also exist, and they are both tag teams in the Dusty Roads Invitational, which doesn't end at Worlds Collide. No, it ends next week's on WNXT. You say the Undisputed Era are one of the best tag teams in the world, so... I mean, yeah, they're no kings of strong, Kyle. I'll give them that. Ooh, heavy shot at Bobby Fish. Listen, they're not a, there's a better tag team in this day and age. What can I say? It's not 2014 New Japan anymore, eh? But they've been really good on NXT, too. <laughs> yeah. I maybe I'm not a fan of the TV stuff. Maybe I like them in the big spot. Mm. Yeah, this match ended with a crappy... Inter- uh, the, the interference finish actually annoyed me more than usual. Because, like, uh, Imperium's music played, and they're, they're looking around. They're like, oh. But then they see Imperium is just standing in the balcony. <laughs> what are they going to do? Are yeah. Walter's going to do a balcony dive on you? Just keep wrestling. It's one thing when they think, you know, Imperium's going to attack them from any side. But when they see that they're standing 10 feet above them on a balcony, they're like, okay, we'll just continue our wrestling match now. But no, they're still still distracted. They're still utterly bamboozled. Just have, like, Cole and Roddy stand there. Yeah, which (laughs) they were. continue to wrestling. Stupid. Stupid. Most distraction finishes are bad, but this one was worse than usual. I, I'm someone who, like, I weirdly do enjoy interference in my wrestling. I think it can add a lot of tension. But, like, even this was just too much dumb for me. Stupid. Yeah. Stupid, dumb spot that didn't make any sense. Yeah. Time's Tony splitters. Storm against... Oh, God, don't remind me. Io Shirai, speaking of a bad finish. <laughs> yeah, this was a show full of them. They were just... They were having a match. It was, it was all right. And then... Bianca Belair just interfered, attacked Tony Storm, and it was disqualification. So, okay? <laughs> yeah, like, I, I was watching this and I couldn't, like, as I was watching, I was like, I couldn't help but think that this match would be better in literally any other company. Even NXT, like, just do a finish. But it's like, like, not even, like, we hadn't even reached, the, like, the end bit yet. I was just watching this and I was like, I feel like this match, just copy-pasted and put in a different company, would be better. But it's because it's under this presentation in this uh, venue. It just does nothing for me. I think I have similar thoughts about a match later in the show. Oh. We'll talk about that in a minute. But yeah. I feel like this is maybe setting up that it's going to be a four-way at the takeover. No, I just took this as, like, Bianca beating up Tony because she doesn't it. want her to take her title. But then EO got involved and hit a moonsault and Tony posed with the... I don't know. 
I think Io was too involved in the post-match for me to think that she's just not a factor in this. Because Io's going to face the loser in a loser's match. Ah, so she's going to face Tony Storm at the TakeOver while Bianca Belair faces Rhea Ripley. And that match will probably be better. (laughs) It's in a different venue. Cool. We're really nailing it. Shotzi Blackheart. Yeah, she's going to wrestle later tonight. She's doing things. That's about it. (laughs) Then we got a cool little Elia promo. I don't know if you wanted to bring it up, but I thought it was pretty good. It got me excited for the match. I was the opposite. I didn't really like this promo. Really? I don't know. It just felt felt forced. It felt like these kind of promos, but like, I don't know, overproduced and not very authentic feeling. Mm. I don't know. I I didn't like it. Maybe just a highlight video would have sufficed. Being like, hey, this is Ilya. You don't know him because you don't watch the show, but he's going to have a cool match with Finn. Again, I, 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 I didn't entirely believe him. When he said he was unbreakable or invincible. Yeah, it's all that. It's all that. Stuff. It's all just. I think that's it. I think it's just the NXT buzzwords. It's like there's no substance there. It's like we're just going to have a match. It's probably going to be a cool match, but like. We really have no reason to dislike each other. We have, like, this match is pretty much... Grand supremacy. (laughs) The worst words in the English language. Grand supremacy, damn it. There's just no build-up to it. It's just like, uh, when he's like, oh, I'm going to beat you, Finn Balor. And it's like, why do you care? He wants to stake his name as the top of NXT UK. Which is a fake brand, so all power to you, Elia. Speaking uh, of fake brands, by the way. Go on. Went to have a four-way cruiserweight title match at Worlds Collide. I assumed that both of those matches were going to be on this show, like the deciders, but they're not. They're on NXT UK, which means we'll never see them. <laughs> but how will I know who's going to be in the match? You didn't tell me. You'll find out this Saturday at, at Isn't I think those Worlds Collide on Saturday? Yeah, I think that I think those those matches are on Thursday's NXT. That's dumb. Or Thursday's NXT UK even. Speaking of dumb, Finn Balor beat Walking Wild without Walking Wild getting a single move of offense in. I was like, oh, Finn Balor against DJZ, that's a cool... Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. As soon as I saw Finn Balor in action next, and it didn't say against who, I went, ooh. But like, these two could have a really good match, and it was a two-minute squash where, where freaking DJZ didn't get, like, a single solitary move in. Like, not one. He was completely beaten. And they kind of just made fun of him, too. Yeah, it's like, look at his dumb gear. And then he goes ass-kicked. It's like, oh, well. Burr, indeed. Poor DJZ, not getting the respect. Like, he's one of the better wrestlers on this brand. He's probably better than Finn these days. Probably. You put him in the big spot. Yeah, push DJZ, you cowards. Tell me right now, like, if you could go back in time and, like, hey, it's Finn Balor versus Matt Riddle or it's going to be DJZ versus Matt Riddle at a takeover, I'm probably taking DJZ versus Matt Riddle at a takeover. Yeah, in, like, 2015. Yeah. <sighs> Shayna cut a... Actually, Shayna, you see, this is the difference between Shayna and Ilya Dragunov. When Shayna cut a promo about how she's going to murder Shotzi Brackard, I was like, yes. Yeah, <laughs> I like Shayna. I looked into her eyes and I saw a woman that was confident in the words she was saying. Garrett, is this the last time we'll see Shayna Baszler on our programming? I I would be extraordinarily surprised if she's not in the Women's Royal Rumble. Do you think she wins? Uh, who's champion? Becky Lynch? Then Shayna against Becky Lynch? Yes, I think she wins. Wow. 
You heard it here first, folks. That's an official scoop. Guaranteed. Go put your money on Shayna Baszler to win the Women's Royal Rumble and then to face Becky Lynch at WrestleMania in the main event. Garrett gave you the scoop right here. <laughs> yes, I did. Put your money on it. Put the house on it. Put the car on it. Put the boat on it. Put Jericho's boat on it. Face another boat. Put that boat on it too. This is easy money, folks. I'm just giving people time to do it. It's fine. (laughs) Go on to whatever betting services you use. Garrett, recommend a few right now. Go. Uh, uh, No. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Only if you're over 18. Then went on to defeat Chelsea Blocker. I like this match. I thought this was a nice... Like, this was the squash I was at least hoping for out of Finn Balor against Walking Wild, where Shotzi got in some decent hope spots, but was ultimately choked out. I was going to say, see, you forget the problem is, like, Shotzi clearly has more upside than DJZ. Of course. That's definitely the case. Mm. I liked her little, um... I guess... I don't want to say vignette, because... Eh, but, like, a little promo package that she had before. And it's just like, hey, I'm Shotzi Blackheart. I'm going to prove that I'm cool. And I was like, yeah, you do that, Shotzi. You are cool. Then she got choked out. Yep. <laughs> Even the finish. She missed the, she missed the senton, and then Shayna just snapped on the, to- the chokehold and Did you see the great post-match <laughs> beatdown that happened on the Twitter? N- no. <gasps> Diana Perrazzo attacked Shotzi Blackheart <laughs> by gently shaking her against the door. Oh, no! <laughs> Wait. Okay, Garrett, you talk about this match for a minute. I'm going to send it to you. <laughs> All right. So, I actually, yeah, as I said, I actually liked this match maybe even more than any other wrestling match on the show. Because <laughs> it was a nice little simple structure of Shayna is a badass and Shotzi is a spunky underdog. And Shayna beat her up and Shotzi made a comeback and Shayna beat her up and Shotzi hit a, a slice bread in the apron. Then Shotzi went for a cannonball. Missed. Got choked out. Simple match formula. I like Shayna. She's probably the most interesting wrestler on this show because she's different on this show than pretty much any other wrestler. Uh, Shotzi has promise. We'll see. She's certainly no DJZ. It makes me sad that DJZ got squashed. Why do you squash DJZ? He's like one of the most fun, entertaining wrestlers. Former X Division champion. Former World Tag Team champion. He goes burr, 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 burr. He has, he has air horns. Partner of the bromance. Partner of Andrew Everett. He pushed DJZ, you stupid cowards. I feel like DJZ would have been way better off in AEW just because they could have given him that like big promo package about his injury and coming back. Which they've done like three of them on the YouTube. On the WWE. Performance yeah, do them on, the, on like... the show. Check your Twitter. I want the live reaction to Gianna Perazzo attacking Shotzi Blackheart. All right. Oh, it's on YouTube. That's because that's the one I could find. This is live, live reactions. It's now a reaction channel. Yes. Uh, it's loading. It's loading. Mm. Uh, uh, Shotzi. <laughs> 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 Have you got to the awkward stare? The best part for me is, like, she pushes her into the door, and then she holds her against the door by her hands. <laughs> yeah, and then, like, Chelsea just goes, like, slumps down. She's like, that was too much. Yeah. It's like, it, usually it's like, oh, she's gonna choke her or something. But no, she she grabs, like, her forearms and pins her against the door. Especially and it's like, like, that's what you get, Shotzi. Especially, it's like, it's Diana. She couldn't have put her in a fucking, like, armbar. <laughs> Also, WWE Digital Strategy, uh, that uh, that video was 36 seconds long. You shouldn't have put it on YouTube. Wow. 
You want to you want to prioritize watch time, Liam. The algorithm prioritizes watch time. So if you put a thirty six second video on YouTube, no matter even if people watch all of it, it's not the percentage of the video watches; the number of seconds. So you want longer videos. You want longer watch times. You don't want something that's thirty six seconds because that will hurt you in the algorithm. There is some digital advice for free for WWE's YouTube channel. That's a video for social. Don't use it on YouTube. Yeah. But yes, stupid. The, 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 the very she didn't even hit the door very hard. There was nothing great about that. Oh, basically the definition of NXT. There was nothing great about that. Speaking of nothing great. Uh, what do we have? Brosoids against Imperium? Is that sure. What you're about? This is a wrestling match, as you said, that I think if this happened five years ago mm. in any other company in the world, I'd be like, this is, this is like a low-key match of the year contender. But like this style is so overexposed, the, like just a million billion miles an hour moves, 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 and I feel like an old man saying that. And I like that kind of wrestling. That's the thing. I mm. don't dislike that kind of wrestling. I'm just bored of it. Every match is this, and it's just like it's good, but like it's I'm just numb to it, Liam. I'm so numb to this kind of match. Oh, that's, that's what we've been saying, like, literally since we started this, was why Shayna was such a great breath of fresh air on these shows, because she was the one person working a different kind of match on these shows. And then immediately you get the Broserweights against Imperium, all good wrestlers, all having, as I said, a good wrestling match that was just very, so fast-paced. They did so much stuff. See, like, and they I, see, I see these four stuff. people... I see this for people on paper and I think they like hey they could be that different thing on the show you know like these are all four guys could go out there and do some graps and they could like accelerate into like the striking boom 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 and it could have and that, that could be it but no it's just like this is not more PWG tags yeah I'm as I said it was the same thing with Jordan Devlin and Tyler Bate in the UK takeover which is objectively a great match but I'm just like I'm so bored of that kind of wrestling. Everyone does it on this brand, and everyone they all do it well, but not well enough for me to go, ooh. That and... being said, fuck everything we just said doesn't matter because Matt Riddle gets to talk about smoking weed on NXT, baby. Yes, what was it? Where, uh, what joint manipulation was? Joint manipulation. That Zach Gibson made about their potential name. Yeah. And then Pete Dunn was like, ah, while well, you are off in the clouds. <laughs> hey, ho, 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 drugs. They do drugs. Do you think Pete Dunn now does drugs too to keep up with Matt Riddle? I, I like to think so. I hope, like, the whole shtick is, like, if Riddle does come out at number two at the Rumble, like, he just comes out super high. Yeah. They should do the, the the rascal's impact thing where he's just <gasps> there's always surrounded by a cloud of smoke. Yes, that would be perfect. So, well, while we're here, do you think Riddle's number two? Uh, no. Why do you think he's number two? Because the big thing idea is apparently that, like Riddle Lesnar. Because Lesnar's nah. number one. Nah. <laughs> I mean, I I literally shrugged as I asked the question. That's how much I cared about the the actual question I was answer, I was asking. <laughs> I thought this was like actual like this is why is it, why is that the something people spec why Riddle? Because uh, Riddle has always wanted the Brock match at Mania. Well, the more interesting thing was if it was Goldberg number one, then he'd be like, yes, put Riddle out there. That would be funny. <laughs> he just beats up Goldberg for real. Yeah, shoot fight. I don't even want to talk about this main event. <laughs> it was real boring. <laughs> mm. I like the story, but like. Mm. Like, like I said with the other match, it also had a story that I liked, but I didn't exactly capture me. 
maybe I'm a hypocrite now because I'm like, don't do the mile a minute wrestling. But then these two didn't do the mile a minute wrestling either. You bring a valid point. They did nothing. They just kind of did nothing. <laughs> he did some cool leg work. But leg work is boring. There's and no he... such thing as good leg work. And he did like some cool ankle lock stuff. Mm. And, and then, then Lee, Lee just hit a move and won. Yeah. <laughs> he overcame the odds. And I thought because he he went for the big moonsault once and then the strong cut him off and he went for it again and strong cut him off and I'm like oh they're building to that as a big spot and the, nope he just did his moving one. <laughs> that oh again that all being said throughout any criticism of the match Keith Lee won it's cool. Well uh, I don't know it feels like a cons it feels like a consolation for his, for Keith Lee they should have swapped the roles of Keith Lee and Tommaso Ciampa on the show after Survivor Series. Yeah, but then Ciampa as like North American champ would be weird. I'm fine with that, though, because it's, it's always been a, 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 a kind of a holding position for the Garganos and the Ricochets of the world while they're not doing the main event stuff. Ricochet never did the main event stuff, but he does the main event stuff now on WWE main event. <laughs> yes, the, the true main event stuff that everyone loves. The A show. Yeah, Keith Lee won the title, and I, I, yeah, I was with you. This match just kind of it was there. And they did my favorite thing in the world, which is his big, like, oh, I sit up, but I look cool. I'm sick of it. And it was 20 minutes. Also, like, he didn't even get his moment. Like, he won the belt, and then he left. And then they <laughs> closed the show away. with Imperium. He's just like, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> you know what the best thing about this show might have been for me? What? <laughs> the, like, the, the two seconds of interactions between Walter and Adam Cole. I, I fundamentally agree, because uh, Walter hit him with a chop, and Adam Cole landed on his head. And it's like, yes, good wrestling. Walter felt like Walter. For a second, for a brief second, we saw the true Walter come out because he no-sold two kicks and then chopped him. Yeah, and then Adam Cole, in fairness to him, took the best bump in the history of chops. Yeah, it ruled so much. We gotta get Walter versus Strong at some point. You see, the problem is they're probably gonna do that Imperium match and Imperium are gonna ship off back to NXT UK for a while and it's gonna go nowhere. I would love Strong versus, like, maybe Strong goes over because he has no belt now. He goes over to NXT UK on the fake brand, mm-hmm. and they do some chops for a bit. That'd be sweet. But then I'm never going to watch it. That's the problem. And then they can start throwing punches at each other, and Nigel can scream about Fry Takayama. <laughs> Taking Maro's quotes. Oh, God. We're going to end on Maro quotes. Because... There were so many bad ones on this show. I hope you got the one, the one that I'm really... I, I don't think I about. did, because I think there's one that's probably one that you were very mad at that you didn't. There was one, it was about, uh, it was about pools. Oh, wait, I did get that one. Okay. Yes, I hated First that of all, one. All right, so end of the show, bad main event. Let's get to the good bit. Uh, I'm very upset at Mauro because he's beginning to repeat Mauro quotes. Mm-hmm. They find his bloviation to be as annoying as autocorrect. You've used that one before, Mauro. Stop it. A few times, in fact, I think. Discretion is not the better part of Balor. You've used that, used that one, one. Mauro. Stop it. Um, Fish and O'Reilly here proving they have more chemistry than Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. They are bad boys for life. Oof. Which I feel like is a direct reference to our the last week of our podcast. Myra is a noted listener. Bobby Fish puts the ring general in ring generalship. That's not how wordplay works. There was another one where he did that. He um, was talking about Nigel. And he, he, for Nigel, he said, you, you put the, the biased uh, in on unbiased. Like that, that's not how that works. That's just that's just the fucking word. It's just the opposite. Like what? The ring general one upset me more because, like, yes, that's if you're yes, that's that's what. Shut up! What? 
That's not how wordplay works. No. Stop it. No. Uh, no water in the pool for Bobby Fish. Or should that be in the ocean? Oh, that wasn't even the pool one I was talking about. Oh, there was there was two pool ones? Yes. After the Grizzled Young Vets, Mario said something along the... After they won, he said something along the lines of uh, Zach Gibson from Liverpool and... I forgot the other, James Drake from Blackpool. Well, they both be swimming in a pool of adulation or something like that. And I was like, no. I feel like we've gone a few weeks without like real bad Marrow quotes, and we, he's he's uh, he's surged back. God, what an awful adventure we just uh, undertook. Which show did you? Sorry, match of the week first. Which match did you prefer, Liam? You want to go first? Uh, tag title match on AEW. Yeah, Cops. that's it too. It was really good. The only match this week that made the spreadsheet. Yeah, unlike last week where I think there was a good three or four candidates that you could have chosen from. Mm. This week, it's it's easily that tag title match. Give me the give me the stars, Garrett. How much, what stars did you go on it? Uh, probably flat four. Yeah, I was a flat four as well. And uh, show of the week, which did you prefer, Liam? Hmm. Hmm. AW. Yeah, also AW. Dennis <laughs> because they're building to a show that feels it's just completely irrelevant. The freaking Worlds Collide show. I was gonna say they're building to the most C tier pay per view possible. Yeah, it's like we we joke about NXT UK takeovers being fake takeovers, but this is literally a fake takeover on Saturday. Have you do you rather have the full card for Worlds Collide? Because I'm curious because I think I can only remember three matches on it. Let me pull it up. I think it's a takeover style event, so there's probably only about three matches on it anyway. But, um... The Worlds Collide, because there's the old When Worlds Collide show. So yeah, there's Imperium against the Undisputed Era. There's Rhea Ripley against Tony Storm. There's Ilya Dragunov versus Finn Balor. There's Angel Garza versus Isaiah Swerve Scott versus Jordan Devlin versus Travis Banks. By the way, Angel Garza, face or heel? Truly no way of knowing. Yeah. (laughs) Devlin should win that for a lull. Sure, DIY against Mustache Mountain, which is a match that has pretty much absolutely no build, but will probably be the best match in the show. Say, which will be like four and a half stars. And Mia Yim against Kaylee Ray in the pre-show. Wait, what? Which I think was added on Twitter. Is that for the NXT UK women's title? No, it's just a singles Ooh, match. Something that I wanted to bring up from this show that I just remembered. Go on. Um, when referring to Rhea Ripley um, versus Tony Storm, they just called it an NXT title match. Yeah. And it just said NXT Championship and the graphic. Rather than Women's Championship? Yeah, there was no mention of women specifically, which I thought was interesting. That's, I think it's a little confusing, though, because the, the other belt is called the NXT Championship. Listen, maybe it was an oversight, but I just thought it was an interesting little note. Yeah. The, be- the best match on that Worlds Collide show has had literally no build. Yeah. That four-way so. would probably be pretty good. I wish it was elimination, though, I feel. Give Walter, gotta get Walter out in five minutes, you know. Did you see his Survivor Series quote this week? It's a quote. How overlord Rich Crash. Yeah, or is it, yeah, eat shit. Eat shit. Eat shit. Eat shit. You, like, you signed the fucking contract, bro. You knew what you were signing into. What did you think? You think it was going to change? You think it was going to become some other brand new company? Well, there was another brand new company. I didn't even want you to go there, to be fair. I don't want you to go anywhere. Just be you, Walter. Why the fuck are you going to do this, huh? Why aren't you in New Japan? 
The Poll, which uh, had 70 votes this week. 81% AW, 19% NXT. Jesus. So it's a landslide victory Is it the most for landslide all of Wrestling had? Dynamite. Uh, that I remember, yes. Cool. It's usually 70-something and run a tie. Cool. Just remember, everyone, Garrett says put all your money on Shayna Baszler to win the Royal Rumble and to main event WrestleMania this year. You can follow us on Twitter at Wednesday Wargames. You can follow Liam on Twitter at Larrikin. You can follow me on Twitter at Garrett Kidney. If you'd like more All Elite Wrestling content in your Voices of Wrestling podcasting feed, you got it. You got everything elite. You got Shake Them Ropes. You got the flagship. If you'd like to pay Joe Lanza money, you can listen to his AEW takes, but you know. You can pay us money too, somehow. You, yes, you, you can. There's a donate button. If you go to Voices of Wrestling slash donate, you can donate to our podcast if you so Help choose. Help me. My microphone is dead. I need a new one. Really, don't do that. But really, <laughs> I, I hate, I hate. Help me, please. I desperately need it. Uh, for, for me to make my dopey podcast, I want you to give me money. Stop it. Yes, give Get us over money. yourself. Give us all the money. Nobody, nobody it's a heavy Earth shot at the Voices enough. of Wrestling Patreon. <laughs> The, the, well, the, the like, Patreon is providing content in exchange for money. I'm okay with that. When you're like, I need money for my microphone to do my podcast. It's like, your podcast isn't that important. If you can't afford a microphone, you don't get a podcast. I'm sorry. That's just the way it works. But Garrett, how will we be able to continue? Manipulating audiences into giving you money is my, my, my biggest pet peeve on the internet. And usually anybody that does it never lasts. Please, guys. My country is on fire. Speaking of voices wrestling slash donate. Thanks for listening and bye bye. Bye. I didn't mean any of it. Don't donate, please. Well, if you want to add it, it's up to you. Donate to a proper cause. Not the Red Cross Foundation. It's kind of going through an iffy time right now. Pick a better one. Yeah. Nice buns. Soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O dot C-O.